Hey everyone, this is Daniel from Daniel and Nathan's Pop Culture Podcast. Uh, welcome to part two of our top 10 shows. Um, if you enjoyed the first one, this one will be much more in depth because we're going number five all the way to our favorite number one show. Um, so the conversations will be a little longer, a little more in depth. Um, so look forward to that here right now. Thank you so much for listening. Yeah, well, keeping right. keeping on the Star Wars trend, we are halfway through here at number five, Wait and down. this is um, Star Wars Rebels here at number five. I, I can't believe you would put this godforsaken <laughs> show. Can you believe it was Disney's first show after the acquisition? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, we joke I about love the Star Rebels. Wars hate, but... <laughs> Rebels is phenomenal. It, um, yeah. it introduces so many great characters and continues other, like, with we get... I I th- I think some of, yeah, I'm gonna say it. My favorite Ahsoka stuff is in Rebels with Twilight uh, of the Apprentice. Yeah, I, agree. I um, agree. There's some good quality stuff. There. I mean, we got the Ahsoka show coming up, which is basically a Rebels sequel show. Uh, so I'm confirmed. really excited to see that. We're, yeah, um, yeah. Dave Filoni has said like I've, I'm seeing stuff being shot in live action that I've thought about ever since Rebels finished of like and things then, I want to see. Continue. If you've seen the leaked trailer online. It you know, very much is like, following up after the events of Rebels. Right. Um, yeah, it's. I think it's just outstanding. The and this is kind of looping back to what I was talking about with Clone Wars, where any episode of this show I can thoroughly enjoy. There is nothing about this show that I dislike. Um, some of the smaller episodes are some of my favorites. Some of the bigger episodes are some of my fa- fa- favorites. There's not an episode of the show I don't like. Because each episode progresses a character arc or adds a new layer to characters. It's a it's a character based show, which I I absolutely love, and it continues things from Clone Wars. Even like there's that one episode where they literally relive the the uh, Clone Wars, which is one of my favorites. Um, and like yeah, it just again continues characters. Like we see more of Rex, we see more of Ahsoka, all that stuff. Like it's just it's a f- phenomenal show um and it's all it's pure dave filoni star wars which i can never I mean, get what, enough of dave filoni star wars ask? like i mean this is again why i'm so excited for um for the live action ahsoka show um but yeah it's just and i i love the animation it's it's debated a lot like it depends what is being animated because i right. admit when i first got into rebels the thin sabers. The really thin sabers are are weird, but and then it doesn't the, bug me. When um the Sith activate their helicopter blades, <laughs> I just think that's I just I, hey, I think it's cool. Okay, it, it, it's, it's cool. It's just funny because it's just yeah. It, I can imagine people who were first watching the show when it was first airing, right? Being like, what? they're like, what the mm-hmm. hell? And this show, this has been kind of a thing too. Like it was really hated on at the start, and then yeah. I think it's, it, it, which very and I'm not gonna lie. I was like, "Oh, I don't want to watch that. That's a fucking kids show." But then, but then, as soon as I was like, "Oh, wait, there's some cool stuff here," I was like, "I need to give no. the show a chance." And then, and Clone then, Wars went through the same kind of thing when it first yeah, started. Yeah, totally. Was not that That's just. I guess that is just the curse of Star Wars. Is it? <laughs> unless you're Mandalorian, <laughs> um, you'll succeed but, at the, on the gate. Um, the best Star Wars is yeah. rem- is the here. Here's a good quote: "The best Star Wars is remembered." by being hated on at the start basically yeah. like Kenobi all that stuff everything but, just 
Yeah, it's sad. It, but uh, and then we talk about Filoni. I mean, credit to him. Literally, yeah. I think we've named every single project he's done. I think so. We're about in to some way finish off. Finish, yeah. Well, there is Tales of the Jedi coming out, but that hasn't come out yet. Yeah. Um, but Bad Batch, we mentioned Clone yeah. Wars. Uh, technically, you've already we haven't mentioned Resistance. Ahsoka. Yeah, well, nobody but, does. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but in terms of definitely like Rebels, Clone Wars, mm-hmm. Bad Batch, everything, the stuff he's well known for. Yeah, there's a reason that he's like, yeah, he there's he understands Star Wars. He's, he's he the, the heir to George Lucas, in my yep. opinion. There's yeah. a reason always, why he, always he cares al- so much. <laughs> always too, there are. Yes. Um, no. Yeah. More, no less. All yeah. right. This is number five. Yes, sir. Gotta check because we're halfway and it's yeah. been a long, long day. This is gonna be a long <laughs> so, episode, yeah, for sure. And it's been a long day just getting all this stuff set, the set up, up behind oh, the scenes. Dude. Oh, we, behind the we s- could do a whole oh. episode on the behind the scenes setup for this. Let's go. Don't ball. even remind me. <laughs> but number five, I think this is a fair place to put it because I would love to put this thing higher, but they're just I gotta be honest. Uh, Moon Knight. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I was right great. in the middle because it, it's quality, and I think a lot of it, you know, uh, psychology based, very much. Yeah, looking at the psyche of um, of uh, Stephen Grant slash Mark Spector. Yeah, it's just phenomenal. It, yeah. it was the change that the MCU needed. Definitely. Post. When did this even come out? Like I'm trying to. The, st- the, the beginning of this year, like March. Yeah. So I'm saying, like, this is post what? No Way Home. Yeah, def- yep, definitely. So this is like right. This is like the change. This was like the, the MCU first needed. MCU show of the year, and that's why I'm thinking it kind of came out at a perfect time where we yeah. had like we had officially switched from like I don't want to say grounded story, but like from the cosmic, you know, right. Thanos and all that, and multiverse, you know, kind of mixed it, but it wasn't cosmic. Yeah, like Hawkeye was kind of the start of that, of yeah. kind of going a little more ground lo- lo- like level. Like the final. Like this is where we finally embrace the idea, right? Of like all of the shows this year are ground level. Like we've got Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, and She Hulk. Yeah. All that stuff is ground level. And like Moon Knight fully embraced the idea of there are supernatural forces and gods. Right. This right. Is the, like I guess Thor would be the first one technically, but in yeah. terms of like a human being being involved with the gods, right? This is the first full in depth, and he's more street level. He's not right fighting the gods per se. Yeah. He's, you he's know, just with dealing the assistance with, yeah. of a god. Right. But what what can I say about yeah, Oscar Isaac? It's he, so unique. He, and he plays Stephen Grant and Mark Spector so differently than he Yeah. Did. Like it's perfect. The range that Oscar Isaac has in this episode in this whole I wasn't say this episode, there's a specific <laughs> yeah. episode. Episode Yo. 2. That Even really, episode 5 really exemplifies the difference yeah. between Mark and Steven. Yeah. Just they're, they're, they're clashing morals. Totally. Um, And then episode five, I think, is one of my favorite. It's, I say it's some of the darkest content in terms of, it's not dark in terms of gruesome. It's. But it's dark in terms of, it's a subject material you don't see Marvel cover. We, we've never seen this. This is the first Marvel. time Marvel has gone, and I guess I'm not going to really spoil it. Well, I guess I can spoil a bit. I'm not going to tell you, like, what happens. But it yeah. focuses on the abuse he felt at the hands of his family. Yeah. Post Which, the death of his brother. Right. And, and I just, won't get into details on how that all occurs, but it has to do with the real life um, identity disorder, uh, DID. Yeah. Dissociative identity disorder. And that's kind of like, here, there's your little psychology lesson for the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so DID is mostly um, 
kind of the closest thing to what is known as split personality. Mm-hmm. And that's like the more uh, proper term for it. Right. Um, so, and it's honestly, their depiction of it is extremely accurate. A lot of it does come from trauma. Yeah. They basically are creating personalities to, you know, to cope, to deal with their issues, to cope with any, and it doesn't have to be physical trauma. A lot of it was the emotional abuse as we see mm-hmm. with Steven at certain points. Right. And it's, it's so cool. There's yeah. an, again, that episode, episode five is extremely, I'm going to say dark. Yeah. It is, yeah. It is subject material. Dark like and subject have, matter. Yeah. yeah we have sure. never seen, they cover like basically a suicide attempt. When um, Khonshu is basically convincing Mark not to kill himself. Yeah. And become a warrior for Khonshu. Yeah. We have the abuse angle with um, both emotional and physical from the mom. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and then. It, I know some people that couldn't finish the show because of the subject like, matter, you know. And uh, honestly, it's hard to watch. Like, it is hard to watch. Definitely. Especially when. For me. Like, for me, it was hard to watch for well, some reason. For, for me, like, some someone reason. who understands it, it's like. Yeah. Like. Yeah, there are some That's, personal reasons that made it really yeah, hard. There's to personal watch reasons some of this for me stuff. that it's it's not easy yeah. to watch that material. Yeah, and I but I think that's what makes it so good is that Marvel was not going to shy away. No, yeah, from showing how the extent of it, and it very much plays into like the finale and um and Mark Spector accepting himself or accepting yeah. Stephen. But uh, the what can I say? I don't want to bore you all with the psychological <laughs> details, but. It's an accurate depiction of DID. If you really want a show that really delves into mental illness yeah. in like an accurate way to understand it better, uh, definitely Moon Knight. Um, in terms, especially if you're looking for a show that's like, I don't really want to sit like a documentary, right? But I want to kind of understand it a lot better in yeah. a way that still can like tear at the heartstrings and all that. Moon Knight, right? It's the same There's thing with as we'll talk about in a mini episode, but with Miss uh, Marvel. You know, with dealing with the like Pakistani culture, oh, it does. I can, it there's a lot I want to you, talk about that. I'm excited. It educates that. you in a way that gets you educated, but it's entertaining and it ties into the story and everything. You know, and but we'll get yeah, there. On that note, uh, just to quickly yeah, wrap up yeah, my, for my sure. thing, um, I think that Moon Knight. It's one of those shows like Miss Marvel where you don't have to suffer from the condition or mm-hmm. be in that position to sympathize and understand what they're going. Yep. Through. Yeah. Definitely, because, for sure. I mean, DID is a rare disorder. It does not occur often, mm-hmm. but it still is, you know, still does occur in the real world. It's a real thing. Right, yeah. And it's a, this is honestly one of the most faithful depictions. This and Split. Oh, just a little little mm-hmm. side in the bar. Yeah. You want another good thing? Split with McAvoy, James McAvoy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for Great sure. stuff. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Moon Knight, definitely one of my favorites. Probably my favorite. I think, yeah, favorite of the Disney Plus shows. Definitely. Heck Sorry yeah. Sorry for the long-winded, uh, Danny. I took no. a lot of your spotlight. No, 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 no. That's good. That's good. Um, that's what I wanted because I had it before yours, so, you know. <laughs> I needed you know. to. Yeah. I need to come in. Yeah, and we'll do this again. We're with my number four. Uh, this is uh, Stranger Things. So we've talked a bit about it, but Stranger Things is at number four for me. God, I told and you I hated the show. What do you honestly, mean? No, honestly, without season four, this show probably wouldn't be on my list. I, I, I agree with my... Um, I don't think it would have made the list if it wasn't for season four. But what I do... So back to season three. Because <laughs> oh, uh, I said no. from Superman and Lois on, all these shows are perfect. But with season three of Stranger <sighs> Things, it's like it's good, but it just is different. 
But again, like I said earlier, if it meant that we get season four after, I'll take it. And what I think with this show that I think is unfortunate is a lot of people shite on season two. And now, for good reason, because it freaking sucked. No, I'm just kidding. I I, no, I don't I, I don't think it deserved the hate it got. I no. think I there are some honestly some moments in season two that I like more than one. Honestly. I like can't think of any of I go book. back and forth a lot between season two and season one. I think season two is just there's something unique about the way the mind flayer takes over Will that brings a lot of performance out of Will at at such a young act at such a young age that is just super impressive to me. And I think, you know, it introduces Max, which after season four is one of my favorite characters in the show. Um, it, it, you know, it introduces Bi- Billy. Um, yeah, he comes in with Rocky like a hurricane. I think, yeah, right. Like a badass. Um, I think the 11 stuff is cool because it starts to introduce the stuff with her mom and it builds it's the foundation of the relationship between Hopper. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that wouldn't have thrived as much in 4 if we didn't have this good of setup in 2, which is I think why I like season 2 a lot. Um but what were your thoughts on the one emo 11 episode? I hate that episode. But with Dead End Justice, I will take right? that episode The Runaways, yeah. over like some of the stuff in 3. I don't know. It just uh, there's some stuff in huh? three that are just just weird. Like it just I don't know. It's just the way they treat I th- Hopper. I, th- I, th- I think I think you're you're being too hard on season three here. The Dan. way Hopper is in season three, I go back and forth because there's an Hopper. element where I like the kind of grumpy dad thing. Maybe I mean, you know what it might be. You know what it might be? It just it might be the first like two episodes of season three. Because I'm like, eh, where, after like, that, it, it really kicks up. After that, it kicks up, but and the mind when like I mean. just barely like nothing happens in the first two, and all you're left with is just this kind of bizarre comedy. It just it's just also, kind of uh, weird. Speaking of great performances, though, and I know we're saying yeah. that we're saying that uh, <laughs> that was a rough one. What? Um, shout out to Jamie uh, Campbell Bauer or oh, whichever yeah. you say his name oh yeah uh, Vecna we, we we talked about it in all of our Stranger yeah. Things stuff but yeah what 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 can I say about Vecna yeah all the actors I mentioned the Mind Flayer which I thought was great in season 3 right but Vecna yeah Vecna, easily the best villain best, we've seen best villain in the show for sure unless you count Papa I do really like yeah Vecna. he's yeah he's yeah he's great Um, yeah everything in that sh- in in those seasons like yeah I like Three, it just, I don't know. It's just, there's some, there's some, it is a little tonally bizarre. Danny, what is I it think. with you not liking things but, with threes? Thor Ragnarok was Thor three. Hey, um, hey, Spider-Man No Way Home is my favorite. I'm just, uh, Spider-Man film. I'm just saying, there's a, and that's there's a, a little bit of a oddity with, uh, I don't these know. Threes. Um, <laughs> kidding. But see. no, I, I kind of agree. I can yeah. see what you mean. Yeah, um, it's just, I it's personally weird. think two was my least. It was not bad. Yeah, but I just I don't know. I like three a lot, and I guess because I like the difference. And mm-hmm. you know, it, season three has been out for a long time, so I'm I'm free to spoil that. Yeah, yeah. My boy Alexi did not deserve. Uh huh. Yeah, he was he was he was good. He I liked him in three. And you see, the problem was yeah. I saw three post, and I I always thought Alexi was the evil Russian. Uh huh. <laughs> So I got heartbroken 
when I watched when, season three. Yeah. And realized that was Alexi, was the slushy boy. <laughs> it hurt <laughs> to watch yeah, Alexi, it though. But yeah, uh, all in all, uh, Stranger Things is so good. Uh, there's a few yeah. things here and there, but, you know, I think the the peaks definitely make this one of i mean it's in number four one of my one of one of my favorite shows um yeah, yeah it's and i mean I, I crack jokes about like the the way the seasons have turned out uh-huh but i mean i can't deny how great like the recent season has been and just overall it's still a quality show yeah it's it's definitely like season four alone is just deserved its place in this season but or in this in this list but one and two are also phenomenal yeah. So are we, are we are on your number, number four, right? Four. Yes. Number yes. four. Um, We've mentioned this show. It's mm-hmm. time. It's time to get into the whole discussion. Okay. What it means to be Superman. Ah. It is Superman and Lois. Nice. Wow. That's cool. I like to chat about the high. That's great. I I, I love this Oof. show. Yeah. Superman is my favorite character of all time. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, oh my God, yeah, yeah. he's not even relatable. Everyone watch this they argue, show and you will whenever, never say that when, again. Whenever they argue the the Batman or Superman, I think like, that argument you, was a likes, little more before even like Henry Cavill. Yeah. But, but it's like people will always argue. Why do you like Superman? You know he's not relatable. You know you he's an alien. Just you know slap Batman, down the show Batman's in front man. of him and just yeah. be like, this I is think, this is this is the reason. I think because the reason I love Superman was never because he was relatable, but more because of what he stands for. Yeah. He's the idea. He, he's an ideal. You know you can't be Superman. Yeah. But what he stands for, you can definitely live in your own life. Right. Yeah. yeah. You can't be, you can't, you can't fly faster than a speeding bullet. Right. You know. But with him, with the whole idea of Superman, it's the idea of hope. Right. Yeah. And, and like, that's what I love about this show is this the, show is... really gets like, and it gets dark, you know. There's yeah. times where it's like, there is no light. I always make a joke whenever me and Danny are watching uh-huh. an episode, right? I'm always like, things just keep getting worse. Things just, like, I, 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 <laughs> shit always just, hits yeah. the fan. And it's yeah. always like, and I'm always like, I don't I don't see how this can get worse. And it's like, yeah. oh my God, it got worse. But then he always, he always figures out a way, and, you know? And, and he like, always finds a way to pull it back. Like, And I Superman. think what's also great is just the family man aspect. Like, that is just, I love like the Clark Kent stuff is just as interesting as the Superman stuff, and that's a yeah. hard thing to do. And I think and there are sometimes like, where I'm more engaged with Clark Kent than I am with Superman. And then there's even episodes that where Clark and Soup's like he's I don't want to say out of action, but he's not the main focus of the episode. Right. So and you're a still lot of engaged on Lois. Obviously, it's called Superman and right. Lois. But and like sometimes or that focuses more on the boys, right? On his children. But you never feel the lack. But you never Superman. feel like, damn, where's Superman in the right. Superman show? Right. And the that story can only be done with all, great writing and great characters yeah, and great performances. It's all to enrich. I think the show does something that is rare, and it enriches the mythology of Superman. Uh-huh. Yeah, for sure. it's more not just about what's who Superman is, but what he means to so many people. Yeah, totally. Or what his what the impact of his character on his own family, like what it is to be Superman. Absolutely. Definitely, I can I can go on a whole thing yeah. about yeah. hope, and we could I we think could, it's we could do a mini episode about season two, and I we think just got to get you caught cool. up though. <laughs> I'm not even uh, yeah. I didn't see season one all the way. I saw the Eradicator. And I just yeah, we up. just have to go through this whole. <laughs> thing. We'll 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 wait till season three comes out, and then we'll do. 
but to give you enough time to catch up. <laughs> um, I what can I say? Tyler Hogan, yeah. Superman, phenomenal. Um, the whole cast, they are their roles. Like yeah. Jonathan, Jordan, Honestly. not playing Jordan. No, um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Jonathan can um. Everybody, everybody, um, even um, General Lane, uh, yeah, Lois's father, great yeah. um, arcs with him. All the um, the other family, the side, some of the um, side characters. Oh, oh, uh, what is her name? Lana, Lana, Lana Lang. Yeah. She's so good. Uh, she's great. one of my favorites. Yeah, uh, her her stuff with her family. It's her. It's credit to the acting and the writers. Yeah, honestly, but the like, writing is just like I said. It's, it's just phenomenal. Bullet, it's bulletproof. It's literally, I think the best writing the CW's had since Arrow. Definitely, and that's tough to say because yeah. I think Legends. Caveat mm-hmm. here: I will say uh, with Legends, it's a little bit easier to write for the show because mm-hmm. it's kind of like each episode's a different episode. Like the, it's kind of like Clone Wars. Well, there's sometimes they'll have overlaying arcs, uh huh. But other times, like these episodes are a little bit more standalone. They all uh-huh. lead to one big story. Yeah, but it's not like required to be like I have to watch every single episode in depth. Mm-hmm. And the writing, okay. I'll say this. The best shows written are Legends of Tomorrow, Superman and Lois, and Arrow. Cool. And the first two seasons of Flash, because I will give the Flash team credit. Mm-hmm. Those first two seasons were some of the greatest TV I've seen. Nice. But yeah, and Black Lightning season one. I I, mm-hmm. I we I shit on like the CW writing with Flash because it's been mm-hmm. running so long. Yeah. And so it's no fault of Grant or any of the, the cast. It's just, you know, you can only do so much. Right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like a lot of the shows are good. I, I yeah. give them crap because you know sometimes they either give up on too early. Oh, swamp thing. <laughs> Freaking! If you don't know the story, I'm gonna go into a real quick tirade. I know we're talking about yeah. Superman and Lois, but real quick. Oh, yeah, go ahead. They canceled Swamp Thing after one episode. It is a horror-based character directed by James Wan. James Wan, known for his horror stuff, worked on Saw. And I think helped with like the original Conjuring and different different things like that. And like the Exorcist. So you're yeah. you're telling me that a horror character directed by a horror director is not, not successful? Of being continued, yeah. So ridiculous. After one episode, <laughs> crazy. So, anyways, and then it's because yeah. it got moved to the CW, like so that it could air the full season, whatever. Right. Um. Basically, saying. One, DC, give your writers a chance. <laughs> right. Because, again, you have gems like Superman and Lois. Where yeah, exactly. You give them, you know, the creative control. And a lot of Superman and Lois seems reminiscent of, like, Man of Steel. Yep. That. Yeah, definitely. So, Danny's probably like, please shut up, no. man. No, 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 I'm no, going, no. Dude, it's late. Got... No. But, yeah. It's okay. um, no, definitely Superman and Lois. Just It shows that if you give the time to the characters and you put in the work, you know, you actually care about what these characters mean, not just to you, but to the people. What yeah. is What are these symbols of mythology, basically? Right. Because comic books kind of have become that modern myth. Yeah. So. Literally, yeah. Um, That's why so many of these comic book shows are in my thing, because it's, myth is what, Yeah. that's what So finally me, seeing, like, people that, like, you, you know, know, see the myth and what it means. Yeah. And to embrace that. Yeah. Totally. Definitely. What yeah. is your number three? Number three, uh, my highest Star Wars project, which oh, is Lord. The Mandalorian. It somehow isn't Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> Come on. 
Mandalorian season 2.5, but we'll get into that. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the two yeah. episodes with Mando um, that ruined the whole thing. No, it didn't ruin anything. It, they're great. They are great. Yeah, they are great episodes. Um, it just they, they fell at a weird placement on yeah. the show. But Mandalorian is so fucking amazing. I, I just, I love this show so 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 much. I just I love that it's make sure this is very much explicit because that, yeah, that is an obvious one. Yeah, um, <laughs> we joke about that. Uh, but um, yeah, yeah, it's no, I agree. You know, phenomenal it, show. I love how it's in for the most part in its own little pocket of the Star Wars um saga. Uh, it's a great like nice like western kind of thing. Uh, again, Dave Filoni and John Favreau, like, what the hell? Like, when? What world do we live in? That's so cool. And you get Carl Weathers, that's literally directing Star Wars. You get Taika Waititi, uh, Deborah Chow, who did Obi Wan. Um, uh, just, I think Robert Rodriguez worked on season two, right? With he worked um, on he worked Fett on the Bo- the Boba Fett episode. And season two of The Mandalorian, I think, is probably my favorite TV Star Wars ever, ever. I know it's a big blanket statement, but I think that season, they do so much that is like, here's a real buzzword, fan service-y, but it's never in a way that feels... Triggered, would you say fan service? (laughs) Nostalgia? It's it's done properly. It's done with love, and if this was season one of Mandalorian, it wouldn't feel right, because season one did the work to set up everything and kept people interest in, in interested and then in season 2 they're like let's have a little fun let's do some let's do let's do some cool stuff let's get a live action Ahsoka Tano let's get a live action Bo-Katan let's you know do bring back Boba Fett yeah, return of Boba you know like it's just this um, show it's just it's it's honestly it's perfect I'm weird I'm so split between which seasons I like the most because yeah. I love season 2 and 1 because I love Moff Gideon's introduction. Moff Gideon um, is John great. Carlos yeah. Esposito kills it as Moff Gideon. Right. Yeah, he's amazing. Like, um, and all the, the whole, the kind of like what the, li- I guess our first live action depiction of the Darksaber. Yep, definitely. So yep. seeing and, that in live action. Um, the Baby Yoda stuff, the fa- the father-son thing, or sorry, Grogu. Yeah, um, yeah Baby Yoda, get his name right. He is if we're thinking Grogu. season, if we're talking in season one. Season then, one, he is Baby Yoda. Yeah, um, but yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. Um, Shout out to the one stormtrooper that actually punched Baby Yoda. I don't know how <laughs> oh that made God. it onto TV. Yeah. Like, I'm not shout out. Not that it's a good thing. No, yeah, but but like, I don't know how they just let that and people crazy. didn't riot. <laughs> oh, there was yeah, there was yeah. You know, Star Wars fans. No, um, we joke about, it, but that was in a lovable way though. It was a funny way. Uh, yeah, um, but yeah, yeah, overall, this show it's just it you 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 can really tell it's just it's treated with love. And like one of the best directors of Star Wars is in this show, which is Bryce Dallas Howard. Like she is such a great director. I was gonna say I was gonna shout out to um, Bryce Dallas Howard. And she, fun fact: if you did not know, her father is Ron Howard. Uh huh. Who did, who did Solo. Solo? You're right. Um, and like I, I just I love, um, and like going into Book of Boba Fett to talk about the Mandalorian stuff. She oh, directed. Man. The first of the Mando episodes, which is great, and then, you know, we get a proper, I think, Luke Skywalker return after Return of the Jedi, um, and we get the famous and, meeting between Ahsoka and Luke. Right, and that just that that is what always just keeps me of like, yeah, I like Book of Boba Fett, even though it's not supposed to be here. I love it. I love it. 
Um, oh, and think? Oh. yeah, it's just it's just this show. I think I've said all I can. I don't know if there's anything you want uh, to I'm trying say. Trying to think, of what can I add? Uh, Boba's return. I mean, in Amanda, one of the most badass things in so Star cool. Wars. Like ever. seeing him kind of return to his roots in that way. Yeah, of just silent badass. Yeah. Um, shout out to Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Uh, yeah, that one episode in season in two was amazing. Season two with, uh, and then of course, Pedro Pascal. Right. Like, where he's did doing this come what the from? Halo series has failed to do. <laughs> I've not even seen it, but there's a art to acting without, you know, being able to express, you know, facial uh-huh. emotions and stuff. And from what I've heard, the Halo series has not been able to achieve that. Yeah. With the chief. Yeah, it's really, really hard to do. But yeah. Pedro, he, he, he kills it. I can feel the emotion when that man is wearing that helmet. Absolutely. And shout yeah. out to IG, what is it? IG 11. Yeah. Taika. Voiced by Taika. Yeah. And then John Favreau. I mean, J- John Favreau Filoni. Yeah. Without them, I, is it fair to me to say that this project saved Star Wars? I think so. Yeah, like, it really did. This and like Fallen Order came out like at the same time, and I was like, like here we go. Without that kind of content, I've described Mandalorian as the apology letter of the sequels. <laughs> like, sequels they're like fans okay, right now. We screwed up, but here's this. This is that's how I view it. I don't care. Um, but also, I think probably one of my favorite works of Dave Filoni. Like I said, that tw- uh, the Rebel stuff with Ahsoka is my favorite. But right after that is the Ahsoka episode in Mandalorian. Yeah, because that's so Dawson. stylistically unique, and it's just and like, oh, here's something about the Mandalorian that is freaking groundbreaking: the volume, the tech, the technology of. Like literally being able to walk around these sets and see it, the actors get to see what environment they're the in. The volume, you mean the area? Um, uh, yeah, that's a math yeah. joke. Uh, yeah, math <laughs> nice, jokes. We got nice. jokes on this. Jet. Go. We got the jokes on this podcast uh, too. Yeah, like I love, <laughs> I love that this. And that's the thing about Star Wars is it's always groundbreaking technology. Like ILM is just. One of the best. Yeah, ILM has been it's amazing. John Knoll, shout out to John Knoll. One of Noel. the greatest. Um, um, I don't even. I guess you'd just be like effects. Yeah, I don't even know what you would call uh, like production. Call it. Yeah. I guess production studio. Yeah, because ILM has been a around for God knows how long. They around yeah. the original Jurassic all their Parks, mini- their um, the miniature work in the prequels. Uh, the, the original Jurassic all Parks, of that stuff. They've worked on Godzilla's um, like. Yeah, they have been one of the biggest. I probably the biggest. Um, production company one of the biggest for sure yeah yeah like um, i feel like most films you see has the ilm global some, something with something with ilm yeah yeah um yeah so overall mandalorian is just perfect i love it oh, so much oh we get to uh, i think these ones it's like these can switch anyway yeah i ones. honestly have had these top three and each one has been in each spot and it's because it they're just quality shows yeah so mine my number three. What's your number three there? Marvel's formerly Netflix. Ah. Daredevil. Heck yeah. Now at a 3.5 we put Punisher. No, I'm just no, um, <laughs> Yeah. Now Marvel's Daredevil. Mm-hmm. There is no words to describe how great we'll get it back was to this one. being a fan of this content. Yeah. Um, I joined in a little late. I joined in after season two had released, but before mm-hmm. season three is released. I joined in like 
two years ago. <laughs> no, yeah, no, you were pretty caught up. Yeah. But um, oh yeah, oh yeah. I'm what can up. I yeah. say about this show that hasn't been said by any other people? Like it is. This is. I'll, say, one I'll of the, let you get out all your thoughts. I yeah. won't even talk because uh, we'll come one back of the to this. Best and again as a psychology person stuff, but also just the character study of Daredevil, mm-hmm. of Matt Murdock. Yeah. And again, like we talked about in Superman and Lois, how very much it was interesting to see um, Clark Kent and Superman. It is just as interesting to see Matt Murdock, like figuring out his life and all that, as yeah. well as Daredevil. Yeah, totally. Especially season one, we d- don't even see him in the suit until the final episode. Right. He's in the what I call the proto suit. Right. Or the the, the black the black suit. The black suit. He's in all that for the entire first season. Pretty much until the whole season finale. Yeah. Right. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio, amazing, my favorite he is villain like, ever, probably. I, I think he had, I think the greatest Marvel like introduction, absolutely, to his character, yeah. like amazing. Um, and Daredevil is kind of like what I would call as Marvel's Arrow, mm-hmm. where it it just it allowed for them to connect things and, and introduce and then extremely dark, and then it extremely led to like. Characters like Punisher, uh, Jessica Jones, right, uh, led to a whole you know the Defenders, the whole universe mini, of the mini mini MCU on Netflix. Yeah, basically, it was, yeah. It was which is the, now the on Defenders universe. Yeah, and it, it without Daredevil's success, I mean, where would we have right. the shows Punisher? Right, um, you know all them. Yeah, um, it's groundbreaking in I'm every trying way. To think what. We'll get, ba- we'll get back. I gotta leave yeah. some stuff for you, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, um, it's just phenomenal. All three seasons are solid. There's Great. not a bad season. No, I don't think there's um, a bad episode. Yeah, I agree. Um, and even his stuff in Defenders is great too. And even the know? side characters like Karen Page, mm-hmm. um, uh, those that don't know, um, Punisher does appear in season two. That's yeah. his introduction to the Daredevil universe. Yeah, I don't want to say much, but I mean, John I Bernthal love, yeah, I love Ben Punisher. Ben Urick, Ben Urick. Um, again, we said Vincent D'Onofrio, right? Uh, Point Dexter in season three. Yes, he's great. Uh, what was uh, uh Nadim in season season Nadim? three? Yeah, he's amazing. Such um, a good character. Electra in season two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, great. God, like it, it's just perfect. Yeah, it's and then. Yeah. Um, I don't want to say too much about season three, but one of the nuns has a big revelation. Yep. And then, uh, what was his name? Father Tom? Not Thomas. Father. It might have been Father Thomas. Uh, so the the pastor, the yeah. priest who um kind of helped raise in a way Matt. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it is very, Father, Father Thomas. And then I'll just say Stick. Yes, Stick is amazing. I'll and I just I love take the reins. I don't want to take too much of yeah. his. Because I yeah. know he has Daredevil on his list. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> but, we'll um, God, like every character. It's great. It's just like a bunch of these other shows. Every character has their moments. Mm-hmm. And again, it takes the time to breathe and establish everything. Yeah. And very much. Everything you could is, want out of this show is here. I'm going to save this because I know we'll probably talk about it when we get to, uh, uh-huh. when we get back around to it. Yeah. But there's something I think is really cool, not just psychologically, but spiritually. Ah, yes. With this show. Okay. Cool. So, getting to number two, the runner-up. Uh, 
you probably guessed by now, but uh, it's uh, Cobra Kai. So not to have this at number two uh, is I had to put this at least in the top three because this was the first show that I can remember like following like right as it came out. Like I got that YouTube premium free trial and watched season one over and over again. And then no, just no, I'm not going to say that I got a YouTube <laughs> free trial. But let's you have just your, say you have I, your methods. I had a um, way of watching this show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just <laughs> this show, it's just, it's very special to me. Cause like I said, it's the, f- and I was in a similar position where I watched season one and then I watched Karate Kid and then rewatched it again. So this, that just, that says everything about the show that you don't necessarily have to see it to love everything about the show. But it's just, it's so unique because it actually, does a proper time jump like it literally is 30 years after the the original and one of the biggest things for me is that it got it got me into one of my all-time favorite bands which is queen because the end of the show um this was the show was my introduction to queen you're telling like, you didn't like queen. my inch no, my my, my, in, my my introduction to the to like my binging listening to queen for like I mean, a besides, year because like the way me, you know. the way no, no. the way it happened was i had seen the finale and i wanted all plays yes and you hear that solo at the end i'm like oh wow this is cool and then i look it up and i'm like oh this is queen okay cool and i start listening a little bit and then we go we went to a tribute band That's concert true. we did go to the tribute and band. then about a few months later the biopic came out it's bohemian and then it all looped around to July actually as of recording this three years ago today damn I saw Queen timing could not have been better that was perfect timing um yeah three years ago today I saw Queen and I cannot tell you how amazing it was when they start playing I want it all that felt like the perfect circle the perfect uh arc of, as, as a great writer says of loving it, like poetry yeah right it, it rhymes <laughs> yeah Um, but but yeah like so yeah this show is just it's immensely special to me and everything about this show I just I freaking love I love the way it recontextualizes a lot of things it makes the sequels to the first Karate Kid that were not as well received it makes them so much better (laughs) right Um, it even makes the second one a lot better and I'm at a point to now where I could easily say I love all three Karate Kid movies even though the third one is like not the best quality, but it's my, I love it. Um, like it just, and all of the performances, it's all so real. And that's what I was going to say earlier when you were talking about it is that it is the most realistic, real writing I have ever seen. Like everything, it is so genuine. It is, bulletproof of plot holes there's not a single plot hole it is so thought out it is so well versed in just everything it's written by fans of the show that are basically like like little kids playing with their with their toys in their in their in their chest you know like they're just this is just uh in their toy chest i mean 
No, phrasing. No. But like, yeah, yeah, it's just, you can tell, you can feel the love that the creators have. And it's just, everybody is on the same wavelength of like what they're creating. You know, like there's not a single thing that's left unturned with this show. And it's just, it's perfect. I love this. This was, for a while, this was my number one, but I think now by process of elimination, elimination, we'll we'll see what it is. But, but, um, but yeah, very much I agree. I think the writing is very reminiscent of like the Superman Lois style, mm-hmm. where it's just people who really know these characters who have right. spent their time like dreaming up the scenarios. Mm-hmm. People that like love, you know, they grew up on the originals, you know, grew right. up with, you know, reading their stories, you know, watching the films and all that. And it's just people who have that true passion. Yeah. For like continuing that story. Right. Which yeah. is rare nowadays to find people that are that, you know, impassioned. And it's not that it doesn't occur. I mean, a lot of the projects we're seeing right. now, Marvel, DC, you know, are clearly, you know, love letters to these characters. Even Mandalorian, you know, yeah. like we like as we were just talking about. But I think just the way it's done here is just so unique just, and so yeah. special. And that's what I was going to say. You mentioned, like, how it feels real, very much like Superman and Lois. It feels like a real Right, like story. It doesn't feel like even though a even even though a karate gang war would never happen, if yeah. it did happen, this is how it would play it, this, out because it's all like grounded. Way because there isn't supernatural stuff going on. It's just yeah. crazy senseis it's, who can't get over their high school rival ri- ri- rival rival rivalry. You know? I mean, it's in California. Like, the cops ain't no. gonna do anything. No, but, <laughs> no, but it's right. very much like this is you know this is they're taking it too far. The kids are you know. Believing everything their mentors are saying, right? So it's very and much sometimes like ping ponging back and forth between two very different styles. No, if it were you know. to happen, this is like the most realistic interpretation. Exactly. Yeah, and it's just fun. Is it's a great show. I love it, and it has the most rewatchability. I think of any of my of these shows. Like I've rewatched this show the most out of any shows. Yeah. Yeah. All right, my number so two. Number two. This I think is, I think I know what one it is. who. Danny was not sure which one because I think he knows what number one is. I think I know what this one is. I'm not sure about your number one, but I think I know what this one is. This one is a show. It came out 2019. Yeah. Yes, I want to say. This is Watchmen. So now he knows my number one. Yeah, okay. Because. Yeah. yeah. And there's a special reason. This is one of the like first like big series I got to. It only runs for nine episodes. Yeah, but it is some of the greatest writing in television I think I'd mm-hmm. ever witnessed. Yeah, I need to. I need to watch the it. The cast is insane, um, and it's it's so Watchmen based on the graphic novel by, by Alan, Moore. Alan Moore. I mean, and like this show is one of those you were talking about, like shows that take place in like you know a, a true time jump, a true right. a true future. This one mm-hmm. is. Interestingly, this one, yes, there's a movie by Zack Snyder, and yes. it's not bad. But this, this show picks up after the events of the comic book, uh, the graphic novel. Itself. Okay. Um, it's phenomenal. It, I guess I've said. Uh, I mean, the cast is insane. You got uh, Jeremy Irons as Ozymandias, mm-hmm. an older, you know, kind of like I don't want to. I guess secluded Ozymandias. Um, I can't say too much on Yahya Abdul-Mateen's role because he plays actually a very important character in Watchmen. 
but he's not revealed yet, so I'm not going to say much. Okay, yeah. Because Danny needs to watch. But, yeah, I do. Um, uh, Re- uh, Regina King plays um, Sister Knight. Okay. Uh, Tim Blake Nelson plays Looking Glass. Um, It's just, and it's even like, there are characters from the comics that return. Uh, Hooded Justice. Okay. Um, Night Owls referenced. Uh, the original Silk Spectre, you know, very much like in line with the comics. Um, but it's in a way that would make sense. This is like if the Watchmen universe continued in like from where it left off in 1985 uh-huh. to 2019. So this is Watchmen universe 2019. Yeah. And it, it's interesting. They, they jump around with history. They talk about like the Tulsa uh, riots. Oh wow! And all that, and that plays actually a really important part in the story. Interesting. Um, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. They play with um the history that's in the comic about uh Robert Redford being president. Oh right, yeah. Um, and it's it's fascinating. Like, that's there's a cool. whole episode dedicated to Looking Glass's origins. Interesting. Um, yeah. And like all the stuff with Ozymandias, I mean, Jeremy Irons is such a phenomenal actor. That's cool. So seeing him play like this kind of like old cocky, and there's all the references to um, the creation of Doctor Manhattan stuff, because mm. um, Ozymandias was obviously a friend. You know, they were a team at one point. There's references to Rorschach, you know, right, and all that. And uh, again, for those who don't know Watchmen, you're like, who the hell are all these people? <laughs> um, <laughs> Basically, I guess the story is, you know, a dystopian time period was 1985. Uh, Ozymandias has a plan to try to bring the world together. Mm -hmm. But it's all based on a lie. Oh, yeah. And then this leads to our 2019 timeline. Ah, okay. Uh, Phenomenal stuff. I think the writing is just uh, Damon Lindelof. um, He's uh, one, I think he did Lost. Okay. So cool. He's very well um, known for great writing and stuff. That's awesome. I know people have controversy with certain things. Yeah. But very much, uh, yes, he did Lost. Hmm. And um, so, and he's very like he wanted to keep as accurate as possible because Alan Moore notoriously is not a fan of his own stuff being adapted. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Um, but he stayed extremely faithful, and it's I think confirmed that he didn't want to do a season two, even if they asked him to. Because he wanted to remain the nine episode limited series, yeah, and it, which it, is it cool. Fit. It's exactly how it should have ended. It's yeah, it's well, it's Watchmen at its core. It is the proper follow up to Watchmen, and that's what that's all you can hope. Novel. That's all you could hope for. It is as accurate as possible, and has its own, in a way, inaccuracy with like the ending, mm. but without messing up the canon that we know. Interesting. It's a beautiful. Story. And again, like a psychological study. And, and but there you go. Because of this, <laughs> it's like, here we go again. But no, um, yeah, no, it's great. Yeah. No, but it's very much episodes dedicated to like members of the original Watchmen as well as uh, Sister Knight and hmm. this huge ongoing investigation and stuff. Yeah. Like, uh, if you have not seen this show, I would say we even read the graphic novel or watch the movie. Yeah. Sometimes you you could honestly probably watch the show without seeing the film, and stuff. Yeah, and still I could get some that. enjoyment yeah. even out of the graphic novel. Like you'll still make references because it's that well written a show that it will explain what happened. Mm. 
Now, you won't get, like, you know, I get as closely connected to these characters as I would because I've read, you know, the graphic novel, you know, all that. So I know, like, the story, the arc they're going on. But I still think, like, these character stories are very much like a Daredevil where you will resonate with these characters in those nine episodes. That's awesome. Because that finale, I can't say anything, but... Hmm. The last two episodes are some of the most, like, heartbreaking stuff. There's one really, really infamous scene. Not infamous in a bad way, but very iconic scene with Yaya Abdul-Mateen. Okay. That, like, bro, I see that scene every time, and it just breaks my heart. Oh, wow. It's it's phenomenal. That's so cool. There's great stuff with Looking Glass. And if those that don't know Tim Blake Nelson, um, leader in um, The Hulk. Hmm. Um. Yeah. He's he's great in other stuff, but that's like his big like superhero appearance. That's cool. Um, Regina King. She's been in so much stuff now since Watchmen. Mm-hmm. And then Jeremy Irons is Scar. And there you go, Alfred. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, Yaya was a uh, Black Manta. Okay. So that's cool. Yeah, definitely recommendation. If there's a show that you're like, and. I know I'm going on a long-winded no, thing no, no, no. Watchmen. That's fine. But um, it's it's phenomenal. It's one of those shows that really turns the superhero thing on its head. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, to, you know, because we always glorify, you know, being a hero and all that. And, and right. it's great to be a hero, but this show really delves into the cost of being a hero. Very much like a Spider-Man 2. Right. And, like, there is a level of sacrifice and pain that goes into choosing the, the hero lifestyle. Right. Yeah. So Heck yeah, phenomenal. dude. This so is yeah. My number two. All right. Into our number ones. I mean, it's obvious Whoops. now what it is, but um, yeah, it's daredevil. It's gotta be. Um, I think You're telling me that iron fist <laughs> one specifically yeah, um, is not your top one. <laughs> I'm shocked. Yeah. Um, no, um, obviously yeah, I agree. This, this show is just, it's the perfect study of a superhero that is not by traditional means super because he's yeah. blind. You know, it's it's the thing that Frank Frank Miller said. I, I'm obviously abbreviating, but it's like you always focus on the things that Superman can do of like he can fly and shoot lasers out of his eyes and have freeze breath. But it's so interesting to focus on the one thing that daredevil can't do which is see you know and that's the essence of what makes this character so interesting and charlie cox is just the perfect yeah. casting of was, daredevil like, let me let me let danny explain how and great it's charlie just, cox is, is he he plays everything so perfect like the the broken nature of matt murdoch i think it explores the uh the double life of a superhero and a person probably better than anything Spider-Man has done. I think um, the dynamics between the other characters is great, uh, especially with Car- with Karen Page, uh, who is one of my probably favorite side characters in any show as well. Um, like, I don't know. It's just everything about the show. Like like we said, Vincent, Vi- 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 Vincent D'Onofrio is just one of the greatest villains that has ever been put uh, to TV or film. Um, the action choreography is just oh, I mean. phenomenal. There's every season. There's a one shot 
um, that is just the best of stunt work again that I've ever seen. It's just this show is perfect. There's nothing about this show I don't like. Yeah, if there was one show that we'd uh, say, I think this is one of the shows we'd say is like essential viewing. Yeah, you're just a fan of this film, just you're a fan of literally anything, a fan of anything. Anything you can take anything from this and season yeah. three, the religious stuff of oh yes Matt's past and present of how he deals with that and Fisk coming back into his life and all that stuff being even more broken after like defenders and yeah, just he even starts to question like like uh, what is it. Um, what is? Yeah. I'd rather be the devil. I'd rather die as the devil than live as Matt Murdock. Right. Yeah. Like, and it's like, I don't know. It just it. This show is just. I think the fact that I'm running out of words to <laughs> to describe it shows just how perfect it is. But yeah, it's uh, where's, it is. Uh, where's season four? Just, uh, Disney right. Plus, come on. And see, that's what I'm worried about. Is this Disney Plus Daredevil? I don't want it to fuck up. But that's yeah. a whole other episode. I mean, it's a whole that's, thing. I mean, if Charlie's yeah. trusting in it, I'm going to trust in Charlie. As long as the writing is solid and as long as they don't water it down too much, I'll yeah. be fine. But, but, but I mean, yeah, we're talking about the the peak Daredevil here. But, peak um, Daredevil. We're talking yeah. this. <sighs> oh, yeah, there's nothing. To me, there's nothing better than watching any and episode of the show. And there are some like scenes where, okay, I guess this one's not much spoiler. Uh, uh, Daredevil's in a in his father's gym, in the Fogwell. Right, and he has like a vision of Fisk. Right, and yeah. Just the raw emotion that Charlie portrays. On yeah, him. like I don't know. It's just it's it's it is perfect in every way. Um, yeah, it is easily the some I think the greatest content Marvel's put out when it comes to TV. Like nothing rivals, and I love Punisher. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. John Bernthal's easily, um, like, that whole show, that whole series is easily, like, my second favorite. Uh-huh. But there's there something, something special. So there's a unique, special. There's a unique, a, a, a unique charm to Daredevil. Yeah. There's something so special about Daredevil. And yeah. It, it comes down to performance, the choreography, um, obviously Turk. <laughs> He's the uh-huh. mainstay for this. Yeah. Um, no, but it, it's just... It's hard to find the words because what hasn't been said right. about how great Daredevil is. Right. I mean, there are small arcs with characters. Like, he's not called this in the show, but he's Gladiator in the comics. Mm-hmm. And his little stuff about trying to protect his family by building suits for Matt. Right. Um. There's Point Dexter's whole arc in season three. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, I like, that's Nadine a major and one, everything. But, and, um. Yeah. Like though that one side uh, that one solo episode with Karen Page is amazing. Yeah, uh, Wesley, that's one of my favorite episodes is, in the whole uh, show. Is that Wesley's Karen Page episode? The assistant to Kingpin. Uh huh. Yeah. His, so. his there's a scene with him and Karen Page. It's just yeah. phenomenal. Um, and and yeah. again, the dynamic between D'Onofrio and Charlie is insane. Amazing. It's it's literally <laughs> perfect. Like it's just yeah. it's a perfect. Yeah, it show. is really hard to find the words. This yeah. is essential viewing for anyone that's a Marvel fan and, and or just or a not, fan of just TV, a fan of just TV, film, anything deep. You can always thought, find something. This show religion, is a well. Like this show is yeah, a well. Of we're talking just, about. I was going to mention the spirituality. I'm glad you mentioned it in uh-huh. season three. 
like there is very is that dichotomy of like Matt's religious beliefs with his own personal beliefs mm-hmm. as well as what he believes Daredevil. Right. Be. Like what is Daredevil to the people? Yeah. Like it's, it's phenomenal. It's so good. I love it so much. That's why right. it's my number my, my number one. My number one. I think I know what it is. I think Danny's figured it out by process of elimination. Mm-hmm. It's the fucking boys. <laughs> yep, I knew it. It's the boys. Yeah. I mean, what what is there to say? <laughs> it, it's one of the craziest shows, very much like Peacemaker. It, it throws everything you know about superheroes and everything and flips it. 360, 180, 720, no scope. Like, I'm talking. <laughs> yeah. It it throws everything you ever thought out the window. And I've seen a lot of people try to explain what the show is, but I think um I think it's um Anthony Starr, uh, the actor who plays mm-hmm. Homelander, explains it the best. That or Carl Urban. And it's just, what if people got superpowers, but they were just as morally corrupt as any human being? Right. And then they were made and turned into celebrities. Yeah. So it's basically our Justice League. What happened if Superman was an ordinary dude, experimented on and like traumatized, and then tossed into the spotlight as the big hero? Yeah. And superheroes were corporate made. And it, it's just so different. It's like, mm-hmm. and the it's different than the comics. Uh, yeah, for sure. In the comics, the. The boys, uh, Huey, um, Butcher, all of them have powers. Yeah. But in the show, they they choose to forego that route, and Uh I think it's for the best because you want to root for the underdog. You don't want it to be an equal playing field. Right. Like, it's kind of more fun to watch how, like, the creative ways the boys try to come out with taking out, like, the seven, which is Homelander, Queen Maeve, Black Noir. Yeah. So it, it's just it's fascinating. Um, Jack Quaid as Huey is phenomenal. And yeah. Re- fun fact for From those who know or don't know, um, the character of Huey in the comics was based on Simon Pegg. Right. Yeah. Like his design and all that. So they wanted Simon Pegg to play him. But then he plays. But he became too old for the role uh-huh. or aged out of it. So they cast him as Huey's dad. His dad. Yeah. So it's a cool little thing. And Jack Quaid is just he has the emotional like emote rage or range when it comes to like he can make faces that no other man can make he like jim carrey levels of reactions yeah Yeah. um yeah it's pretty great carl urban he's billy butcher like obviously his most iconic role is clearly um judge dread and (laughs) um that one dude in lord of the rings yes (laughs) Um, yeah i'm blanking on his name Nah, and I mean uh, those uh, more recently. He was Scourge in Thor Ragnarok. So, um, obviously Danny's favorite film. Um, <laughs> but um, no, nah, I mean Carl Urban. He's such a phenomenal actor. He's I would love him as Wolverine. Yeah, I think he really, really portrays cool. that like gritty nature. Um, but yeah, Carl Urban, phenomenal. Anthony Starr is Homelander. Yeah. It's funny because in real life he seems like a chill dude, but he has that kind of like sarcastic, terrifying Homelander nature to him. Um, you know who'd be a great casting for uh, for uh, Homelander? There's this one guy. I don't know if you've heard of him, uh, Ezra Miller. Very much a real <laughs> life Homelander. 
Um, no, but um, Anthony Starr, like the whole cast, Aaron Moriarty, who we actually know her from Jessica Jones. Uh huh. From her yep. small little arc she had with um, Jessica in the prison. Um, but she's amazing as Starlight. Uh, I, I was uh, gonna rattle off all the names, of the freaking. <laughs> yeah cast I, yeah Tomer i'm not Capone too familiar with this show as, so i'm letting you 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 yeah. captain the ship on this uh, one. i'm capping this off because i'm like i know everybody no uh tomer capone is frenchy mm-hmm. um uh karen fukuhara who is katana in uh, the 2016 suicide squad she plays the female or kimiko she's great and just every season like they add new cast members you know um season two is stormfront Right. That was cool. Yeah. But season three has my favorite addition to the cast. Mm. The man, the myth, the legend, Jensen Ackles. Ah, yes. And everyone's like, who the hell is Jensen Ackles? Yeah. Uh, let, let me explain. <laughs> uh, he's Red Hood in Batman Under the Red Hood. Um, He's also, he plays Batman in The Long Halloween. Right. He is... He's Dean Winchester from Supernatural. There you go. Everybody knows who he is now. Just had to get Supernatural out of the way. Right. Um, and, of course, uh, he's Soldier Boy in The Boys. He's easily my favorite part of season three. Um, That's cool. His character is basically, how do I describe it? If Captain America was a homophobic racist mm. and was kind of like, again, manufactured, you know, is more an actor than a real hero. He's got the super strength and all that, but he's not exactly on the front lines. It's more for advertisements and stuff. Kind of a, kind of a John Walker kind of thing. Yeah, kind of a John Walker, but if like he was a homophobe and a homophobe racist yeah. and born in 1940. Okay. <laughs> so very, very like fascinating character in terms of um, like the dynamic and for him because like Homelander we uh, by the time we get to season 3 we're like he's beyond redemption he's a psychopath yeah but with Soldier Boy he was just introduced in season 3 and I can't I don't want to spoil much right but you really look in depth and you're like I kind of feel bad for Soldier Boy hmm like a part of me is like I'm probably rooting for him because I love Jensen Ackles (laughs) I think he's a badass but I think another part of it is like they actually make you feel bad. They're like, yeah, he's actually been through quite a bit. There's stuff about it. he suffers from PTSD. Oh wow, back to uh, the psychology thing. Yeah. Again, yeah. yeah, yeah. If you know, you know, you know what. <laughs> with the, if you need recommendations, right for psychology stuff, I'm your man. No, um, mm. but yeah, it's very much talking about like his shell shock. Um, there's stuff about like a relationship he had that traumatized him. Not even traumatized him. I can't say too much about that because it'd be spoiler territory. Oh, okay. But it very much talks about how he had this certain view of himself. Huh. And the moment that he finds out that the person didn't, like, they actually hated him. Mm-hmm. It just completely, like, he loses his cool. Huh. Um. Yeah, it's... And, like, again, he's not... Ex- all the superheroes in this show are not your traditional hero. Okay. They they are not good people. <laughs> yeah. Not all of them are inherently bad. Yeah. Like I think um I'm trying to think of a character now as soon as I say that who who is not inherently a fucking terrible human being. <laughs> um I guess Queen Maeve. 
she does have an arc later in the seasons where we kind of see the true side of her, the true good nature. That's cool. Yeah, so it shows that not all soups, and I guess Starlight is the best example. Yeah. She doesn't fall to the whole seven, you know, popularity thing. Right. Um. God. Yeah. I feel like I'm going so long-winded, <laughs> and I'm like, Danny's got nothing to say, and no offense, it's just because he hasn't no, seen the show. No, I haven't seen it, yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> don't yeah. want to take too much time. <laughs> um. But, gosh, it it's such a good show. If you need something that's like, man, I'm so tired of seeing the Marvel formula, or... Oh, DC is just, you know, superheroes. Like, why can't I see heroes as the villains? This is your show. This is where, basically, what happens if you give a corrupt human being powers, give them everything you want, and never tell them no in their life. Right. And then put them out as a celebrity. What happens? What kind of shit show do you bring on yourself? Yeah. And then uh, Giancarlo Esposito's in it. Uh, Oh, wow. Yeah, that's uh, right. He plays... Uh, like a CEO at one point, and as far as I know, he's still doing well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to remember what happens in season three, but I think his character's fine. But okay, uh, he's great. Uh, CEO Stan Edgar, a bot. There's a lot of different um people who play that role, so it's it's very interesting. Uh, That's awesome. I'm trying to think, any any final thoughts? Season three is easily my favorite one. Probably okay. bias for Soldier Boy, but um, yeah. no, honestly, I think we finally discover the backstory of Billy's uh, Butcher's brother. Oh, and it's something they set up throughout every season, like we get teases more of the family, like dynamic with Butcher. I know in season two, his father's played by John Noble. Oh, a great actor. Yeah. So, um, and then uh, season three, Paul Reiser makes an appearance as a character from the comics. Oh, nice. So yeah, that's this, cool. They have a really stacked cast of people. You know, oh, for sure. Make cameo appearances and stuff. Um. Yeah, there's yeah. a a Dawn of the Seven, which is a parody of the uh, the Snyder stuff. Oh, interesting. Uh, then uh, they one of the first episodes, I think, of season three, they did release the Bork cut, oh. <laughs> which is obviously a joke on the Snyder cut stuff. Yeah. Now I will say I'm gonna give a huge warning right now for the show before I uh-huh. tell you how great it is. If you are sensitive to politics, if you are sensitive to social things, this show may not be for you. Mm-hmm. And this is not because I don't want you to go watch the show. I'm saying if you feel offended that certain views are attacked, it may not be for you. Yeah. And it's because, and I mean, they show both sides. I'm not saying, like, oh, one side is portrayed worse than the other. Far left, far right, it's all there. Right. The show is very much political. It's just kind of the nature of the show. It is really what if superheroes existed in our world. Mm-hmm. And the ideals and, and all so that. So it plays both. And how are they, if they're celebrities, how are they influenced by the people around them? Yeah. So, but I think it's, even if you have that, try to, you know, supersede that. Right. You know, not telling you what to do or anything, but I think it's something worth giving a chance. Awesome. It, it's different. It's, you know, very much not your traditional show. But I think if you give it a chance, it it might, you know, it might shock you how great it is. Hmm. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Cool little mess. From from what I've seen, I really like it. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it, yeah. It's, it's very interesting. It, it's, again, different and very gruesome. I will say that if you're not mm-hmm. into gore. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> again, it, it's, you know, it's fake violence, but it is definitely on the hard, really hard yeah. R yeah. rating. So, yeah. So Final thoughts? All these shows. All these shows are phenomenal. Extremely solid. Yeah. We, we're like, oh, look at that thing at the bottom of the honorable uh-huh. mention. But yeah. it is just as good as our tops. Just as like, great, yeah. It depends on the mood. It depends on. Right. Like, I had so many different versions versions of this list. It depends on. Moon Knight was at like number two at one point. <laughs> like, yeah, honestly, if it, I'm honest, it changed uh, around a lot. I always me. kept like my top three the same. Mm-hmm. Well, there my top three changed the most, which is interesting. I had Attack on Titan a bunch of times. Cause my, like, my, the, the bottom half of my list changed quite a bit. I had, really Loki, my whole list. At, I had Loki at one point. Yeah. Um, and again, this is just to test great the shows have been as of late. Right. Again, a part of me feels like had the boys season three not come out, I probably wouldn't put the boys as high. Same thing with me with uh, Stranger Th- with Stranger Things. But it's just a testament to the quality that even one little season can make all the difference. Right. Because it it all is about how it reframes what you've seen before. Yeah. Too, you know. But yeah, uh, two hours later, this is that. Yeah, that's our, one of uh, our longest, one of our, probably our longest episode episode. So, far. so for the Apologies people that have listened the all the way through, stuff. For if you listen all the way through, through you're Thank a real you. one. You're a real one. And also, um, just wanted to uh, on this episode. Yes. As we're recording this, yeah, I don't want to pull up the analytics, but as yeah, far but as I remember, we passed a hundred. A hundred listeners, so thank you and to everybody who is... Thank you, everyone. Who has listened. Honestly, it, from the bottom of our hearts, yeah. we appreciate it. This has just been a passion project for this us. This is a passion so project. So to get that much To get even this far, yeah. really cool. Awesome. Like, appreciate Again, thank you guys so much. Yeah. You know, we try to put out as great of quality content as we get. We know Definitely. that, you know, nobody wants to hear, like, bad quality anything like that so we always try to put our best into everything right. we're yeah. sorry sometimes you get them long-winded episodes even with the <laughs> even with the mini ones we right. try to keep it concise but but we just enjoy talking we love being and that's been the whole that was this. the whole genesis of this is just me and nathan really just love talking about all this stuff so we wanted to create a platform where we can just do that and this yeah. is what we're gonna that's what the next big episode you're gonna hear from us will be our first guest, which will be fun, yeah, so we'll be able to bring another episode. Another, we'll bring another another opinion into the fold. So and you know, so it'll be it'll fun. Be, it's, it's, it's a it's a it's a music episode, and it will be, it will be another ranking. We love doing rankings because it creates a lot of fun discussions. But so I feel, and I mean, but we will have other we're, stuff we're too. Obviously, so. yeah, trying to kind of diversify it as well. Yeah, rankings have just been easiest for us right it's, now, given everything. It makes the format really easy too, and. It'll, it, 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 it'll be nice so. and different next time because we'll have another another yeah. uh another opinion another opinion another, another another yeah so and that allows look us forward to, kind to that of diversify the conversation a bit more right exactly so um yeah. So yeah so this has been our top 10 shows uh from 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 us here on Daniel Nathan's pop culture podcast if uh if you like what you listen to you can check out our other episodes uh there's a lot of stuff there and Check us out on social media. We've got an Instagram at popculturepod01. Um, and, and yeah, thank you so much for listening. We'll catch you guys next. We'll catch you guys ne- next time. Thanks for, thanks for listening.